time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. To the end zone and caught for the touchdown, McCoy. Milton to Brew McCoy. Milton going to take a shot wide open and just struck in his Keaton. Joe Milton does it again. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heifel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Good Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a smooth shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. It is three and out. Houston Crest, Adam Hickman, intern Brett with you for the next three hours. Strap it in. Light the fires and kick the tires because we have made it. It's March Madness for Tennessee today. Uh, March Madness, of course, already begun. Many teams already punching their ticket. But the stage today is set. Bridgestone Arena. 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's uh, too local. As Tennessee will face the Ole Miss Rebels. Whew. That was a pretty good game last night. South Carolina gets a 10-0 run, takes a little lead. Ole Miss storms back. Takes a, I think they got it by 11 at one point. South Carolina had, I believe, a three to tie it at 64. They end up losing the game 67 to 61. I don't know about you guys. I was uh, praying for overtime. Any advantage the Vols can get at this point in the season, I'm kind of for it. But all in all, it's uh, two teams that you've beat three times, combined 3-0 and against these uh, two squads. 
Ole Miss, though, they scare me a little bit. Yes. New coach, well, I mean, new head coach now that Kermit Davis is officially gone, so they're doing some things a little bit differently. Um, They had three players in double figures last night. Brakefield goes for 16. James White goes for 10. And off the bench, Amari Abram drops 20 on 5 of 8 shooting from 3. Uh, did you see what their coach said after the game about what he thought about te- – this is like right after the game. Like I, I didn't even know he was off the court. And he said, well, what have you seen from Tennessee? He just said, Vescovy, Vescovy, Vescovy. Oh, and I don't want to repeat myself, but Vescovy. We have to stop everybody, but we have to stop Vescovy. In case you were wondering what the game plan was going to be today for the Ole Miss Rebels. How much of this game did we watch last night, fellas? Uh, I watched the first half. Okay. It was a good first half. It, no, it was, it really uh, th- was. what, 30-29 Ole Miss at the half? It was a good good first half. Uh, and it was good. Back and forth? Uh, I really enjoyed watching G.G. Jackson in the first half. I don't know. I think he finished with like maybe 8 or 10. In the first half. In the first half. Uh, obviously, when we've played them this year, he's been a non-factor, so it's – Nice to get. Did he go scoreless in the first game? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't recall how many he had in the second matchup, but I want to say eight. I'm just, I'm just pulling that number out of thin air. I want to say it was like eight. I mean, he still didn't do anything when we've played them this year, so it was fun to get to sit down and watch him play and have a pretty decent ball game. Yeah, he dropped 24 last night. Yeah, he was he was was playing his guts out. He was the only one. I wouldn't say he was the only well, one. He was the only one capable of doing it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Brown had 11. Uh, Johnson had 13 for the Gamecocks. Uh, Gigi Jackson, obviously a one-and-done guy. He's going to be a you know first-round pick in the NBA draft. Super talented. Unfortunately, he decided to – well, he enrolled early, or he graduated early, reclassified, to stay in-state and play for the Gamecocks, and they have just had an abysmal – Season eleven and twenty four. Actually, I think it might be eleven and twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, just not a very good basketball team. He he wanted to play for South Carolina. He wanted to come out of high school early and try to help his home state team. And you could tell, man, he was he was giving it everything he had last night. After the game, absolutely broke down in tears as soon as the buzzer sounded. Um, and he's caught some criticism this year for some of his actions on social media. Oh, really? I haven't seen any of that. Uh, he did an Instagram Live video where he kind of called out the coaches a little bit. Of course, you know, he got moved to the bench from the starting role. Uh, Wasn't but, he a long-time North Carolina commit? Yeah. Uh, that was a huge loss for North Carolina, obviously. But, you know, you can't really – after last night, you can't say the kid didn't care. I uh, think those issues throughout the season that he had with social media and some other stuff was just more so, hey, this is a guy who should still be in high school right now. Well, and it, like I said, that had to be just a super frustrating season. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it's odd, you know. We've, we've seen guys reclassify quite a bit mm-hmm. here at Tennessee ourselves, but we've never had a guy reclassify come in and be – the star player and Mm-mm. hands down be our best player on the team, right? Which he was. Which when you're a guy who should still be in high school and you're playing 
at the Power Five level in college, and you are the dude. I gotta imagine when your season doesn't pan out very well, it's probably got to be one of the most frustrating things you can go through. Hey, he'll always have that win at Rupp, though. That is true. Can't take that away from him or any of these fellows for uh, for the Gamecocks. Uh, as I mentioned before the show, Kermit Davis showing the old team some love last night. Class act, as always. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it it feels kind of weird, but just because you don't normally see that, but I I I think I do like that. He he could have kept Tennessee's name out of his mouth, but you know I get it. We're the next opponent. He's still rooting for his guys. What was the exact tweet? Way to go! Proud of the boys. Let's take it to the ball. Something like that. Let me find it. Kermit. Well, Davis. It's okay. You don't have to. No, no, work. no. Am no. I close enough? That's Kermit Davis. Gigi Jackson's projected to uh, number eleven overall pick for the NBA upcoming NBA draft. I thought I'd seen him right around the top ten. The lottery, yeah. 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 So proud of these guys. Let's get the Vols tomorrow. Red circle, blue cir- blue circle emoji. Ooh. He still bleeds light blue and red. I yep. get you. Is, he, a... is he done, by the way? Like, is Kermit Davis, is this, does he hang it up, or does he try to go find him a, another nice mid-major job where he can – I mean, I, I thought, I've always thought Kermit Davis was a great coach. The problem with him, the – you know, past couple of years as he was at Ole Miss, which is um, historically difficult to recruit to anyway. And I just, I, I don't know that I could name you an Ole Miss player from the last t- 10 years. Yeah, you can. I don't know that I can. And I've watched a lot of SEC basketball. Yeah, you can. Come on. Uh, One of the most hated athletes in SEC basketball history. Oh come on! This guy was. Did, did a Marshall menace. Henderson play for Ole Miss? Yes, yeah, Marshall Henderson. Why did my head was he playing for Auburn just now? Yeah, Marshall Henderson. He's He'd like, have been a good fit with Pearl. Isn't he a coach in Iraq or something he, now? I know he played, he played in there. Iraq. I think he's a coach over there, or maybe he's an assistant somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, Marshall Henderson. Yeah, there are worse things you can be doing in Iraq. That's true, I guess. Congratulations to your uh, Montana State. What are they? Uh, Jackrabbits? No, they're the Bobcats. Oh, okay. Predator of a Jackrabbit. Congrats to your Bobcats. I'm sure you stayed up like you said you would. 11.30 to about 2.30 a.m. to make sure that the game went as planned. Did you watch that one? Did I say Bobcats? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. Okay. For some reason... Their logo doesn't really look like a bobcat. Mm. It looks more like a wildcat, but I suppose they're all the same. You know, a bobcat's just a type of wildcat. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I perfected my top thirty movies of all time list. Oh, about ten thirty. That's good. Yeah, you know, wouldn't want to let that be a failure today. Now, is this just your top thirty or top thirty in order? This is my uh. The top 15's in order after that. It's kind of like, all right, the, the, these could flip You do out. have a top 15? I figure like your top 10 would not be in order. Oh, my top 10 is in order. So you have a number one favorite movie of all time. I do. Wow. That's, uh, Stay tuned to find out. I eagerly await the release. But after I, after I got that list done last night... At like, the crack of nine? It was like 10.30. Oh, okay. Still had an hour to go. Before tip off of that game, why didn't you just take a little nap? Yeah, I'd have been doomed. I, and, and you know what really sucked is I didn't sleep good at all. Oh, the night before. Oh, how'd you sleep last night? Uh, slept really well last night actually, because 
you know, usually when you sleep bad one night, the next night you sleep pretty good. Science. Uh, so, I mean, I, I rolled in here at 6.58 not watching that game, you know. If I would have watched that game, probably would have been like 7.10, 7.05. We'd have just now been getting through the intro. Yeah, pretty much. So, Well, thank you for your service and You're welcome. dedication to the show over that game, which I guaranteed you you were not going to watch. Well, you know, if it was a different time, I would have. Well, yeah, that was the whole point. It started at 11.30. Like, no, I don't blame you. I almost just did it out of spite for you saying I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah, so you would have been miserable all day. Yeah. Yeah, that's, just wasn't that's no good. It. it was a closer game than I thought, though. Uh, what, 85-78, the final? Yeah. Doesn't look like Northern Arizona had a very good season. No, I don't know how they made no, it. No, twelve and twenty-three. Game. Wow, five and thirteen in the Big Sky. Uh, but fellas, if you didn't watch it, the best game of the day, yesterday, but a day of the week. The best game of the day yesterday was out of the Southland tournament. Mm-hmm. It was the championship game between Northwestern State and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, what 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 a basketball game! So uh, one of Texas A&M Corpus Christi's players who is kind of there. He's not their best player, but he's kind of their team leader. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you could say uh, he went down with an injury in the opening minutes of that ball game. Northwestern State jumped out to like a fourteen-point lead in the first half. Uh, on the back end of the second half, in like the final eight minutes, seven minutes, Corpus Christi battled back, didn't tie it up, but I think they went down to like two going into the half or nope, something. No, it was like tied, that. tied oh, at the half, tied. tied at thirty-one. All right, and the second half was just all-out chaos you had three ball after three ball just ooh, who's gonna take a lead who's gonna pull away that kind of thing non-stop action awesome mid-major game and uh it was pretty cool because you know if you follow basketball everybody probably remembers the uh hansel emmanuel kid with one arm yeah he actually plays for northwestern state really and so yeah he was out there uh his defense is terrible uh, you'd think he had one leg, not one arm, by the way he plays defense. But that's yeah, besides the point. Maybe you cut him a little slack, considering. Yeah. I will say, that kid is an athlete. Like, he can jump. Yeah. He I've... can't stay in front of a defender, but he can jump. He had a nice block at the rim in a pretty crucial situation in that game. Uh, he did get 25 minutes, didn't score, didn't even take a shot. But he starts there, by the way, too. Or at least really? the last, like, six or seven games. He's been in the starting lineup. That's impressive. It really is. Uh, they have a kid, Demarcus Sharp. Would take this guy at Tennessee today. Uh, he dropped thirty-two and seven. I don't know. He seems like a ball. He took thirty-one. Shots. He did take thirty-one shots, but <laughs> looking at his teammates, I kind of get it. Wow, thirty-two points on thirty-one get... shots. Yeah. Mm. Another seven assists, so he was, I guess, getting others involved. That's a lot of shots. You don't see that very often in a college game, at least. No. Owen Deese of Corpus Christi was the man who stepped up once that one guy got hurt. Uh, He averaged like five points on the year, went off for like 16 in the biggest game of his life. And now he's a champion. Yes, he is. Of the Southland Conference. Okay, yeah, it was Terion Murdix who got hurt. He averaged 13-5 and five a game, so pretty big loss. He got hurt three minutes in, and then the rest of the team just stepped up. It's not the game I was expecting to break down. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's okay. 
And a pretty cool story, Isaac Mushilla from A&M Corpus Christi, his, uh, his family lives in the Congo, mm-hmm. and so they were showing like all the pictures of his mother watching games on her laptop at like 1 o'clock in the morning because of the time difference. Yeah, yeah I, I think we got it, yeah. yeah. So that was a pretty cool story there. She's going to get to watch her son play in the NCAA tournament now. They're going to fly her over? Uh, I don't know. That would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. Uh, there was some, maybe not, well, this was actually a good game and a big game for a few different reasons. Uh, Wake Forest hits a go-ahead three with .5 on the clock to take down Syracuse. And after the game, this is some of the most awkward press conference etiquette I've ever seen. But Jim Bayheim says he's retired without saying he's retired while blaming it on the university while also saying... He didn't say that he wanted to retire or didn't want to retire, but it's a university decision. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, I used to really like Bayheim. When? Why? I'm talking Today's like, a great day. I hate Jim Bayheim. I'm talking like 10 years ago. Yeah, no, never liked the guy. Sorry. I, I like the classic Big East a lot, so. Uh, all right, fair enough, but uh, college basketball got a little bit better yesterday with the announcement that Bayheim is done. 47 years as the head coach at Syracuse. It's impressive. That's I mean, there are grandparents who have never seen another head coach at Syracuse besides Jim Beheim. Wake Forest 77, Syracuse 74 as Davian Williams drills. I mean, a really good look from three. Uh, basically, as time expired, like I said, .5 on the clock. Forbes was going berserk. So it was nice to have somebody in my in my heart of hearts. It was nice to have somebody with ties to Tennessee, East Tennessee, and the University of Tennessee be the one to put the uh, the final nail in the Bayheim career coffin. Seventy eight year seventy eight years old he was. Seventy eight. I mean, you gotta think. I mean, forty seven. The guy's literally. I know he couldn't really help it, but I mean, this is the guy who also peed his pants. Yeah, he couldn't help it. He had I know he, he couldn't help it, but. When you're like when you're doing that, it, it's, it's, it's time. been time. Yeah, for yeah, him no, and, yeah. Uh, and then he came out. I think it was before the season, and he was whining and complaining about NIL. And it's like, yeah, Jim, like that's why Coach K, that's right, Roy Williams, that's why a lot of these great coaches who did it one way for all this time, once NIL got here, they kind of realized like, ah, this is going to be a completely different game. Maybe I'd be good at it, maybe not. But I'm also at the age where I should probably think about retiring. And they did, and you decided to hang around, and then both of your sons graduated, and your team's not very good. It's like, ironic because isn't Wake Forest one of the teams he called out earlier in the season for buying te- buying their team? Oh, was it? Oh man, that might be right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. He's a uh, weird coach for me to rank all time. He's only got the one natty, right? Yeah, no three with Carmelo. Carmelo, right? What is it? Five Final Four appearances. That's pretty good. I mean, it that's really good. It is forty-seven years. Yeah. He also made a lot of deep runs in the tournament when he had teams that honestly, good. well, they, it felt like there was a stretch of about ten-ish years where half of those years Syracuse had no business yeah. being in the tournament. They were a bubble team, and you look up and they're in the late eight. Yeah. So like the guy can. 
the guy can coach a little bit. I'm not. I'm not going to say he can't. And when you when you run the defense that he runs, for those who don't know, he is like a two three zone diehard. I think they might come out of it like what is it like four percent of the year, but basically ninety six percent of the time they're running that two three zone. And honestly, when you get to the tournament and teams aren't used to it, you can you can surprise a lot of teams who haven't seen that zone. And like he would he would it was a two three, but he'd always adjust the way they would rotate and move and pick up and switch and stuff. So, I mean, he he was a pretty innovative coach when it came to defense. Where do you rank him all time? Is he top 10 to you? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about top 10. I saw this that, is also me personally saying I don't particularly like yeah, the guy and I haven't for a while. I, I saw that I think it was 23 first-round draft picks he's coached, which is very impressive. It's pretty good. Uh, for me – when I think top ten, I think Wooden, Coach K, Dean Smith, Dean Smith, Bob Knight. There's four right there. Patino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, Cal. We Patino. talked about it the other day. Yeah, I mean, getting three teams to the Final Four. I mean, he's only got the one Natty. Yeah, but still, Bayheim only had one. You got. You kind of have to. Oh, I like oh. Izzo. And- yeah, you think Bayheim is above Izzo? No. Really. Yeah, I don't. I think Izzo's I mean, better. Over a thousand career wins, second all time. Like Bill Self. Uh, Bill Self is better. Bill Self's better. I think he's in that ten to fifteen range. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's like way outside my top ten. I, I just I doubt I would put him inside the top ten or at ten. But I, I mean, he's definitely a top twenty. Well, like he was the guy at he's top twenty for sure. Was it Calhoun? Yeah, Calhoun. Yeah, is... Jim Calhoun's really really good. Man, he was a. He was a snarly old I mean, rat. Jay like Wright's like, up there now. Yeah, yeah Jay like, Wright. But like you had some of the older coaches, like uh, who's the guy, a longtime Georgetown coach. I mean, he was good. Uh, Thompson. Yeah. The old one or his son? The older one, right? Yeah. But I mean, that's going back past our time. But I mean, Billy Donovan was a more successful college <laughs> this, coach. This list from 2012 had him at seven. From 2012. 2012. Yeah. Gosh. That's interesting. I mean, I guess there's something for the staying power. Forty-seven years, but one natty. I don't know. Like, was when we talked about the blue bloods the other day. Was Syracuse in it, or were they on that second tier? Would you consider Syracuse basketball a blue blood? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. But kind, like, I feel like they got blue blood treatment, even if they didn't technically meet the criteria. I mean, they've been consistent, I guess, for most of it. Most of it, yeah. But and it's still only the one natty. I mean, you yeah. can go back to that. I don't know. And, and you said how many Final Fours, Adam? Five? Five. That's pretty good. That's didn't pretty good. Did you mention Bob Knight? Top coaches. I thought you did say Bob Knight. Did you say Bob yeah, Knight? Yeah, I mentioned oh, okay. Bob Knight. Uh, did you say Roy Williams? I don't think you did. Bob Huggins is on here. Huggins is weird, though. He's only been to, what, two Final Fours? Did he even go to two? Uh, he went to one at Cincinnati, didn't he? He would have had probably Natty if Kenyon Martin didn't get hurt that one year. Mm. They were really good. They were also they were so intimidating. Yeah, weren't they? No, he was. Ugh. And he had those game years with West Virginia, Pitt Snoggle or whatever his name was. Was he the coach at West Virginia when they had Pitt Snoggle? I thought that was right uh, before right that. Before. Yeah, it could have been that other. Well, he when he first got there, they kept pressing everybody. It was like press was Virginia. The guy at Michigan now was at West Virginia with Pitt Snoggle, right? Uh, or uh before, I think so. Before Jawan Howard. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that guy. 
Uh, Beeline. Beeline, yeah. So Huggins took Cincinnati to the Final Four in the 91-92 season. In 2009-2010, he took West Virginia to the Final Four. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Kenyon Martin injury. In that 2009-2010 Final Four, uh, that was the year Duke played Butler in the national championship. Oh, mm. yeah. And West Virginia's best player early in the second half of that Duke game tore his ACL and went down with a pretty <laughs> – graphic knee injury mm-hmm. so talk about a guy who just two two key injuries in two crucial situations which sucks for him obviously the stories about bob huggins are incredible though have you heard that like people go to like the campus bar at west virginia like it's like a tuesday at like three o'clock and he's just belly up to the bar pounding some brew he'll talk to anybody Take pictures, do all that. He just man of the people. Yeah, old Huggy Bear. Speaking of that, I saw something pretty similar to that. So you know, Mike Bray and Notre Dame, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they split up a couple of weeks ago. A couple of nights ago on on campus, they said he was out at one of the college bars, and it was just shoulder to shoulder packed, and he was just making the rounds, talking to everybody, taking pictures with everybody, buying people beers. Good for Mike Bray. Yeah. He's man a, of he's the a, he's up there a little bit age wise. Yeah, he, is. he doesn't give off that vibe when you just kind of look at him. He looks very like stern, and I'm, I want to do my job and I want to go home. But good for him. Huggins looks like a guy who could go to the bar yeah. and, and hang out for a little bit. Bray looks like a guy at a high position at a Catholic school, which is what he was. So right, he, he fit the bill. Uh, we're doing a break. First one of the first hour. We'll come back, run down some of the scores and highlights of college basketball yesterday. Obviously, we will preview Tennessee Ole Miss, which tips today. At 3 p.m., I believe, SEC Network? Thumbs up. Thumbs up from Brett says uh, that's the case. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I mean, if you weren't fired up for some March Madness, I don't know what to tell you. Once the Atlanta Del Rey hits, you know it's time to roll. 3 p.m. live from Bridgestone Arena, Tennessee, Ole Miss. That game preview coming soon. Tennessee, an early favorite. We'll get to that. Uh, Were there any other games yesterday that you boys watched or caught up with that uh, surprised you, entertained you? So the game sucked, at least when I was watching. Uh, Wake Forest-Syracuse was really good. There were a lot of close games late. I mean, a lot of them, which is what you expect this time of year. Howard-South Carolina State. I watched some of that first half. I don't even know if that's going to show up. No, it did. Okay. Why did you watch this game? It was a blowout. It's Well, I watched the first half, or some of it anyways. That was a blowout. Well, I had it on my laptop, and I had the TV with the game on, but... Uh, this is why I kind of enjoy watching like these just low tier, low budget, zero effort ESPN Plus broadcast. So <laughs> one of the guys' mic went his his microphone went out. You could hear him like loudly talking to the guy trying to help him get a new one on into the into his partner's microphone. I need a new microphone. Pretty, pretty much. I need a, 
Yeah. Over here. Yeah, plug it in right there. I, 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 I can't say anything. Like It's not working, as his partner's calling the game. And you can absolutely hear every word he's saying. Oh, it was hilarious. And then uh, there was also, uh, during that time, uh, the guy who was going solo at the moment, he was talking about a player. He said, yep. He said, this guy was classmates in high school with Obama. And you're like, what? It's like a five-second pause. A player? Yeah. He said, no. no. He said, yeah. He said, this guy was classmates with Obama. Pause. His daughter, that is. <laughs> it's just like, oh my okay. God. Just funny broadcast. You can tell that's like probably the most nervous that guy's ever been. Like the biggest thing he's ever had to do is call a game yeah. streaming on SCR, you know, ESPN plus 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 with 107 people watching. <laughs> you were one of them, bud. I was. You were the. You were probably. He was probably looking at the numbers, and you were the one who made him num- nervous. You put him over 100, yep. and he got the he got the sweats. He got the bubble guts. Mike went out. I mean, that's terrifying. The yeah. mic goes. I know how I feel when this mic goes out. I'm like, oh, what do I do here? Let me do it. No, I don't you want don't you practice to practice it. No, 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 no. Okay. It's, uh, not, it's not a fun time. Did you see the ending to Seton Hall to Paul? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of comments about that on the Twitter machine, and I don't know what the rule is actually. So I can't remember the guy who was driving. He goes in for I guess that would have been the game winning layup as time expires, and DePaul's Nick Ungenda. Goes up to block it. The ball leaves the player's hand. The red light goes on. The game is over. And then he blocks the shot. So, people were saying, is that a goaltend? I couldn't tell if it came off the backboard when it I don't think I don't think it, the, the first angle feed. from yeah, behind. Yeah. Feed, yeah. Um, but some people were saying, and I, this can't be right, that once the game is over, you can't goaltend. There are people arguing that once the light goes off, the game is over. How can you call a goaltend after the fact? And I don't think that's right, but it was interesting. There was, yeah. I, I guess, I don't know if it was ESPN or somebody tweeted out the video, and there were hundreds of comments. There was like, blocker, goaltend, blocker, goaltend. And people were like, well, the rule says that you can block it if the game's over. And it's like, well, the game... If it goes in, the game's not over. What's the difference in that and like taking a shot and you get fouled on it after the rest? Yeah, of the like game. I don't know. It was so, it was line. so interesting. Uh, but that was a great game. DePaul went sixty six to sixty five over Seton Hall. Uh, I mean, what, that was the seven and the ten seed, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a big win for DePaul and a tough end for Shaheem Holloway in year one at Seton Hall. I mean, DePaul has to obviously win the Big East tournament to get in. They are ten and twenty two. On the season. So not exactly the punch-your-ticket game. That was the first round of the Big East tournament. Or one win closer to being a bid-stealer. Fair enough. Uh, Let's see here. Western Kentucky beats UTEP 73-67 in the Conference USA first round. Uh, Ohio State 65, Wisconsin 57. Uh, Wisconsin is god-awful. They have not – I don't think they've won back-to-back games in like six months. Six months? That'd be before the season started, right? Well, I think it might date back to last season. No, that's not true. Okay, well then it might just be this calendar year. I have no idea. It might be this calendar I year. I know they suck, and they're still a bubble team. And Wisconsin is a good team to look at for the people who want to expand the NCAA tournament even more. If you expand the tournament more... It should be to get more mid-major programs in, not to get 
garbage Big Ten teams like Wisconsin in. They have not won back-to-back games this calendar year. They started the season. Well, we've barely done it, so. They started the season 11-2. and two. Wow. They're 17-14. and 14. They have not had back-to-back wins in the year 2023. I feel like early in the – weren't they ranked at one point? Like uh, pretty, pretty high? Sure, yeah, like top 10. Yeah. Um, let's see. Iona takes down Mount St. Mary's 74-54. Uh, that was the quarterfinal of the MAAC championship. Shouts out to Kim English. He got him a win yesterday. Did he? In the quarterfinals, I believe. Okay. Okay. We'd like to see that. Uh, you mentioned West Virginia over Texas Tech. Texas Tech then fires their coach because half their team threatened to leave if he was retained. No, no, no. If he wasn't retained, they threatened to leave. That was like... Wait, I thought you said they parted ways, though. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. we forced him out is what that sounds like. So they're going to lose half their team and they don't care? Uh, Yeah, sounds like it. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off for them. Uh, North Carolina helps their uh, potential. Oh, in- no, no, no. You are right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I think the team was pretty upset after the comments and probably went to the administration and said, yeah, we're going to be done if you bring that guy back. Uh, North Carolina 85, Boston College 61. I have seen that North Carolina needs to win two more, but that would put them at 20. They get Virginia tonight. 23 and 12? I mean, it feels like if they beat Virginia, they're in, right? Yeah. I mean, they were right there on the bubble yesterday. Yeah. They played pretty well yesterday. I mean, that was Boston College, but. No, yeah. I mean, balance, 43 and 42, first half, second half. Boston College is not very good. I mean, it's a sub-500 team, but. Yeah. But uh, North Carolina's had Carolina in the regular season. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina. You'd hate to see them get in. <laughs> what, if, what if they do it again? They just go on another huge run. Man. Davis is just a tournament monster. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Was Duquesne not on the bubble at one point? Or viewed as a bubble team? They're 20 and 12. They lost yesterday to LaSalle. 81 70. Uh, Villanova, I think. The dream is dead for Georgetown and Patrick Ewing. Wow. I could be wrong because every time you think he's gone. What their record end up? They were uh, <clears throat> 7 and 25. Two. They did get two programs. Well, they did get two wins in the Big East this year after going 0 for last year. They've not been good since Hibbert left. That's probably true. So Louisville and Georgetown just brutal season. Yeah, two combining the, for 11 wins. Two of the all time greats. Yeah. That is, that's wild. Villanova only 17 and 15. They're probably going to have to win the Big East to get in. Which is funny, though. I mean, like, Villanova has some talent left over on that team, and pretty sure they brought in like a five star this year. Well, it hasn't been enough. Signed. Has not been enough. That uh, just goes to show you how good of a coach Jay Wright was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue that. He's doing TV commercials now, though, man. He's good. He's yeah, set. Yeah, no, no coming back. Both North Carolina and Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin lost are in the first four out. And this was – Yeah, well, was, okay, so Wisconsin's out. 2 a.m. this morning. Okay, so Wisconsin's out and North Carolina with a big opportunity to get today, a signature yeah. win tonight against – or what time do they play today? Is it this it's evening? It's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, LSU gets past Georgia – in the SEC first round, that was a shocker. It, it, it before if you'd have told me that before the game, I would have been surprised. But LSU was up forty-two to thirty at the half. 
They came out just bombs away. Neither of those teams are that good. No, they're not very so. good. But everybody on the uh, pregame board picked Georgia, and LSU just got out to a super fast start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play. Uh, oh, who do they play today? Is it Vanderbilt? Is it Vanderbilt? Yeah, they get Vanderbilt today. Uh, not till nine o'clock. Uh, first game today in the SEC tournament will be Mississippi State against Florida at one. Tennessee, Ole Miss, 35 minutes after the conclusion of that one. So that 3 p.m. start time. More 3.30. Four. If this game tips off before 3.45, I will be stunned. I actually saw it slotted for 3.30 on, I think, the TV. Well, it has I mean, I, these, I know, no game gets done under two hours, and then you have to add the 35 minutes. Like, yeah, of course. I don't know why they do that. Oh, this is just get ready because it's coming. We got to shorten these basketball games. Player safety. Yeah, I can, I can hear it already. Uh, let's see here: the Big Ten tournament, Minnesota seventy-eight, Nebraska seventy-five. Uh, Minnesota not very good at all. Is is is, what's is Richard Patino still there, or did he take a different job? Hmm. That's bad, bro. No, Ben Johnson. Okay. He says is the head coach. Where did Little Patino go? I should uh, know this off the top of my head. He is at New Mexico. Oh, okay. He got him ranked this year. Yeah, he's actually he's actually better than I thought he'd be. Uh Stanford over Utah, 73-62 in the Pac-12 tournament first round. Skip over some of these other ones. Uh St. Peter's after their magical run in the tournament last year. Uh, they have not had a very good season. 14 and 17 are the Peacocks, but they did get by Ryder yesterday, 70 to 62. That was the quarterfinal of the MAAC championship. Oklahoma State, 57, Oklahoma 49 in the Big 12 first round. The team that took Alabama to the woodshed and paddled that ass is uh, officially going home after Oklahoma State defeats the Sooners. That That is pretty crazy. Uh, NC State, 97. Virginia Tech, 77. Uh, as Hickman mentioned earlier, Montana State, 85. Northern Arizona, 78. And the dream is dead for Oregon State. No magical run this year. Arizona State, 63. Oregon State, 57. Alas. No run. For the Beavers, Tennessee, hopefully avoiding another uh, repeat of you know that performance. Uh, we'll hit our last break of hour number one comeback, and it's time to turn our attention to Tennessee, Ole Miss, Rick Barnes in March. What could go wrong? Final segment, hour number one. Tennessee Ole Miss, 3 p.m., Bridgestone Arena, Nashville, Tennessee. Vols open as... Five and a half point. 11. 11 and a half point favorites. The matchup predictor on ESPN has the Vols a uh, 95.2% 
Chance of victory. Uh, the Hickman Index gives it about 70%. Oh, the old Hickman Index, huh? Must be something new for March. What did you what, tell, tell me a little more about the Hickman Index. I mean, I'm just basing this off the fact that... That the calendar has switched over to a new month? It's March. We know how Rick Barnes is in March. Neutral site. We played no, one. We played one game in March so far. No ZZ. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. We barely escaped the first time we saw these guys, and now it's winter. Go home for them. So they're playing for more than we are. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're not. They got to win the whole thing. I know, but they can't do that if they don't beat us. So you're going to get their best effort. Well, Hickman, I know, but are we just are we the better team or not? Yeah, we're the better team, but. It's March. How many times does the better team win in March? A lot less than they win in the regular season, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's fine. I mean, we should win, yes, but I don't expect it to be easy. It's been a while since we played them, that's for sure. First conference game. Yeah, I'd really hate for Ole Miss to be our first and last conference games of the year, all things considered. Um, <laughs> well, we had no Joe when we played him last time. Okay. Obviously, we have no Ziegler this time. Yeah. Uh, Ziegler had 13 and three assists against them. Looks like he came off the bench at that time. Really? Still played 30, about 30 minutes. We were still bringing him off the bench at that point? Yeah, the starters were Phillips, Kamwa, Plavich, Vescovi, and Key. That was our starting lineup? Mm-hmm. The first Is that going to be our starting lineup today? Adu had a good game. 8 and 13 rebounds. He played 30 minutes against him last time. Really? Do you guys happen to see the video of uh, Adu mic'd up yesterday? Yeah, it was pretty that funny. That dude's funny. Yeah. Like, like, like a little kid funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean that was that was gold. Uh, okay, so we went with a bigger lineup. What? Did, how many minutes did Tobey get? Six. Hmm. He had four points, two rebounds. It's actually pretty good for him in six minutes to get four points, two rebounds. Vescovi had twenty-two. Yeah, like I said earlier, their coach uh, when asked what the keys to today's game were going to be for his club, he said uh, Vescovi about four or five times that that was the the guy that they had to stop while also stopping everybody else. Tennessee's focus will likely be on Matthew Murrell. Murrell. Whatever. He struggled big time. Yeah, he only had four points yesterday, which is, I would say, a really good sign for Ole Miss. He was in foul trouble when we played him down there, over there. He was 1 of 11 from the field in 34 minutes. 1 of 9 from 3. 5 points, 5 fouls, 4 turnovers. Yeah, he had a bad Oh, we fouled him out. Didn't we, did we foul out a couple of their guys in that game? Or was it just uh, they had him? Another guy get four. Break, Breakfield kind of had eighteen against us. I think he's a big man. Did he come off the bench in that one or no? Breakfield. Yeah. No. He's, did he start? He that started. Game? He played thirty-one minutes. He had sixteen points last night. How did Amory Abram do? He uh, he had uh, ten points off the bench for Ole Miss he when we played him. He said shot all the threes last night, right? Abram. You're asking about Abram last night, Hickman? No. Yeah. Yeah. Last night he dropped. He, he dropped twenty. Okay. Well, he, he played five good. Threes, right? Yeah. He's he five of eight from three. Uh, Ole Miss went 9 of 22 as a team. South Carolina, I don't even know if they hit one 
They may have hit one late in the second half. They they shot it decent in the first half, and in the second half, they could not buy a three for the longest stretch. They were six of 21. Worth noting, Ole Miss has led at the half in every game since firing Kermit Davis. Really? Mm-hmm. Can we just please jump all over these guys and not look back? You let them hang around and things start to get weird. The building starts to root against you. Yeah, I mean, Slay was saying that after the game last night. He was like, look, I mean, I'm a Tennessee guy. Everyone knows that. But this, first of all, the crowd for opening night, not that, not bad. Yeah. I mean, the, I remember not that long ago when opening night crowds at the SEC tournament were garbage. It helps, I think, a, a lot that it's in Nashville. And there are a lot of good teams playing on – playing in the second round as opposed to – I mean, usually Tennessee, Auburn, and Arkansas. Yeah. They're, they're playing on the semifinals day. No, so, yeah, a lot of people finals. had to buy uh, the first night, two games right? booked. Huh? You were talking about last night, like all the – That's just that the crowd was really yeah. good. I mean, I remember some opening nights – There's like 2,000 people there. Oh, it's embarrassing. And the guys on the broadcast were like, yeah, this is really good. High energy first night. I think being in Nashville really helps because everything's so close to the arena. You can go watch – the first half, or show up a little late, and you're just right there by all the bars and everything to do. Thought that was great, but Slay said, "He's like, it doesn't matter who they play; everyone loves an underdog. So, games today, like Tennessee, is going to get everyone. I mean, because and you're the second game, so anybody who kind of wants to hang out after the first game, like they're going to be rooting against Tennessee. I do think there's going to be you could see a good spackling of orange in the uh, in the crowd last night. Hopefully, the turnouts." You know, good today, but it's going to be Tennessee fans versus everyone else in that arena at three o'clock, and we have not exactly been a uh, <clears throat> high high level road team this year. And I'd say today is going to feel more like a road environment, unless the uh, Tennessee Colorado fans show up like crazy. Yeah, we did. It didn't we didn't shoot it real well, did we? We were bad. I feel like that game we were still trying to figure some stuff out. We kind of flipped the switch after that game and went on a run where we were pretty good for a while. I think we won every game between that one and Arizona maybe. Mm -hmm. I think so. So, but yeah, we, um, no, we were terrible in that game. Abysmally bad. Hopefully it's not the arena. It's probably just the coach. Hickman, it's, what are you doing, man? We got maybe, maybe two games left. If we've only played two more games, I'll allow you with the hate. But at this point, what did we say yesterday? We got to focus all the positive energy we can onto Rick Barnes and this team. They're trying to unite, play for Zakai. They said they were going to do that at Auburn. I hope that's not what they meant by they play lied. by play for Zakai. They can play so much better. Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, this is not this is not a good Ole Miss team. If we go 0-2 here... 12-20, are you kidding me? If we go 0-2 here in tournament time, I might just take a season off next year. What do you, well, how, what do you mean? Just not watch basketball next year. At least Tennessee, anyways. Mm. Uh, Ole Miss may lead the nation in games lost by like 12 or 11 points. Yeah. As I look at their their schedule breakdown from this year. They're not good. It's like they're not good, but, but they're, they're scary. But yeah, but they're not. They really didn't get blowed out that much in league play. Uh, the first time they played Bama, they lost by twenty-two. I think that was easily their biggest margin of defeat. Um, a lot of nines, tens, elevens, twelves. 
I, as much as I'd love it, I don't think today is going to be a blowout. Unless it goes the other way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hour two next.